Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My internet cut out and... It was really good stuff. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Jocka? Yeah, I know, right? It was awesome. It was, it was great content and... Yeah, it, it was the best stuff you never heard. That was exactly. the greatest private conversation with a stranger I ever right, had. Right, I know. I saved the video, but there's no audio. So my hope is, I put it on an external. I hope one day maybe I'll be able to hire like a lip reader. <laughs> it'll be able to. It'll be like that. Uh, those World War One movies where they get lip readers because there's no audio. Right. It's uh, in hundred years they'll be like, what were these men talking about? And it's just the dumbest conversation. It's just like I used to get drunk. Me too. And it's, they're hoping for some profound shit. But yeah, last week internet cut out. Do you ever listen to a Jocko Willink, the Navy Seal? He's been on Rogan a couple times. Uh, I have not, unfortunately. I'll have to look him up. He's awesome. He's he's great. Um. His whole thing is just owning all of your problems. And if there's a problem, good. You know, someone you love died, good, get stronger. You know, you win the lottery, good, you won the lottery. No matter what, he just says, good. And I was smart. I was so upset. He's a SEAL team commander in uh, Ramadi. He's an amazing guy. Um, yeah, those guys are made of different uh, stuff, different, aren't they? A different breed, cut from a different cloth, not, not like you and me. <laughs> um, Let me get my, uh, hang on, I'm going to get some earbuds yeah, here. Yeah, 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 no, you're good. So I, uh, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you. I no, just dude, gotta get, dude, not at all. Do whatever you want. It's uh. So last week I was so, I was so, and I've never had the internet fully just drop like that, and I was so upset. And so I, you beefed it up, did you? I said finally after like an hour of pouting like a like a four year old. I said and yelling. I'm sure my neighbors heard me. Fuck. But after yelling, I said good, and I went and I went and I got this little thing. It's called a jetpack from Verizon, and it's like you can connect it to your computer. It's absurdly expensive, but it's like 15 gigs of basically cell service. Not hotspot. It's like crisp, clear cell service. And I got that, and I'm like, you know what? And when I'm having a guest on that I do not want to drop, you, an author, anyone but me and my stupid friends, flip on this puppy. So, Jocko Whaling, good. Now I'm, Now I have a backup plan. So, well, it looks like it's working. It's working great. It better work or I'm going to sue them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we had an awesome conversation last week, and that's, you know, you can't really recreate that. It's So I don't think we should. No, that's all right, though. We'll figure out a new thing to talk Who about. Who cares? Yeah, we'll just start. Yeah, we'll just start. So originally what I, when I saw, because my mom's listened to you for years. She loves you. And I always hear you talking. And well, where does your mother live? Downstairs. Cause I'm, a, I'm in my parents' house. <laughs> no, I mean, like, what, okay, well, where We're do you live? Ocean City, Maryland. Okay, so yeah. did she listen She listen to the Philadelphia show or yeah. the podcast or both I, I or think, neither? I think, I think Philadelphia show. Did, did our show get all the way to Ocean City, Maryland? Apparently. Okay. Yeah, because, see, I don't know that you would know this, yeah. but if your mother listened, she'd know. I was on a radio show in Philadelphia for, like, 10 years, and then they fired me, and now I'm on another radio show in Philadelphia. Okay. And I have been for the last year, and I just signed. Actually, you're talking to me on a good week. I just signed for another two years. So, Woo! Woo! yeah. So uh, I was really, really lucky to and, and blessed to be able to make the move. But after ten years with this one station, they, um, yeah, that's for another show. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, that ended, and then this station in Philadelphia that had no local programming. They hired me a year ago and said, we want to try to do a local morning show with you. I said, all right, let's try it. So we did a year, and then they said, let's do another two. So we just signed the deal. And, Tommy, I just launched a new show back on my old station in Kansas City this week. So I'm actually doing now a morning show in Philadelphia, my daily podcast in between, and then my daily show in in Kansas City from 10 to noon Central. That's my new schedule, week number one. Damn, son. Damn. And no, it's 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 ridiculous, actually. But that, that's a good problem to have, though, right? It is. That's a like good you, problem. Like the Navy SEAL said, it's good. Good. It's good. I can't complain. Good. It's yeah, man. It's I mean, like you and I talked about. Anyone that's listened to this podcast knows kind of my story. And you and I talked about uh, last week basically how I got onto podcasting. So I'm not going to yeah. beat that into anyone's ears. It's already heard it. But yeah, it's a good problem to have, right? It's, it is. 
and uh, you know, this business is uh, it's changing. I mean, guys like you, when I was, I don't know how old you are. You told me what, thirty, 30 something, twenty, thirty. Yeah, I mean, when I was younger than that, I guess in my early twenties, and I wanted to get into radio. You know, you had to intern, and it had to be the radio. There was no such thing as the podcasts. Yeah, and uh, and I, now anybody can. I mean, if you're if you're any good at it. But what what you're going to find out is you're finding out, and as people find out, everybody thinks they can do this. Not everybody can do this. I st- I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, that's okay as long as you're interesting. Yes. I mean, the the, the thing is, you know, this is true. There are people that do this and are just painfully not interesting, or they don't want to put the work in. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like what I can't stand is people that don't respect it enough to put the work in, like they do three four five episodes and then they get bored yeah and it's like well then you don't love it yeah you, you don't love it you just did it for vanity right yeah yeah it's i mean it's like the charles bukowski quote if you're going to go go all the way otherwise don't start yes it, there's no other reason like if you're gonna do it do it it's the, the it, landscape is littered with podcasts where people thought let's do a podcast on yeah. fill in the blank subject and then fried themselves after yeah. two or three episodes because they got bored it's work if you do it well it's it is it is work it is and it's like all things it it gives you a little beginner success you know the first couple episodes you're like i'm a natural i'm the best ever like move over rogan here we yeah. go and then you get to like the second week and you're like oh man i am at the base of a mountain <laughs> and, you're like, and no one cares you're like i'm trying to build a podcast to make money and they're working their job, paying for their screaming babies' diapers, and they're like, I don't care. And you're like, but I just want to make money. And they're like, I don't care. So, yeah. Yeah. Email these no, kids. Yeah. It, it's funny. I And every everyone's doing them. Everybody's got a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but only a few of them are worth a damn. Yeah. Yeah. Have you know, that's, that's the hope is that you're making one that's worth a damn. I don't know that I'll be helpful to that end, by the way, but thank you for having you, me. Anyway. You, you are, you are, you are far too self-deprecating, sir. You're a great guest. It's, it's, you know, I think, I think as I said last week, like I lead with like, you know, fa- more famous people, Mike Durant, Block Act Down, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I lead with that as to, to give it a, an air of uh, validity. And this isn't just, you know, I'm some crazy person, crazier person that I am. But it's, I'm finding what you said last week, Greg, I don't know if I'm as interesting as him, and then I also got in touch with the head, Rob Manning, the chief NASA engineer for the Mars Curiosity rover, which is the one they sent over like six years ago. And he's going to do it. But at first, he wasn't sure. And I, was, I thought I wasn't sure if I had to win him over. And he said, I'm just, I, goes, I don't think I'm as interesting as your other guests. Why do you want to talk to me? And I was like, sir, with all due respect, you drive RC cars with a range of 93 million miles, <laughs> right? And he was like, all right, so he's, he's coming on October 8th, but maybe I need to stop leading with those. <laughs> well, it's intimidating. It's, it's for sure intimidating because, uh, you know, when you're somebody that's that accomplished, you don't have to be interesting. Yeah. Because your resume precedes you. Yeah. So it's like you don't have to be dazzling or entertaining or funny or anything else because it's like, well, F you, man. I um, I, I, I built yeah. a Mars rover. I don't care whether you like me or don't like yeah. me. My my check cleared just the Ex- same. Exactly, exactly. I, yeah, I got my I got my picture with the president. Like, all right. But I, I finally talked him into it. He's like, all right, I'll do it. So I was like, all right. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of what got me to originally email you last week is um, – is that post you made, you know, uproar about uh, Aunt Jemima, but, you know, cuties, it's just like, oh, stunning and brave, evolution, progress. And it's like, you have these girls who haven't learned to use a tricycle yet, and they're twerking. And everyone's like, brilliant, America. That's, that's right. We, we took a, matri- a lovely matronly black woman off a pancake mix box out of a fence, uh, and we, we keep uh, 11-year-old girls dressed as strippers on movie posters. I mean that—that's where we are in 2020. And with thunderous applause, it's wow! How? how and it's just—I mean, wh- what is going on? It's no, so. It's loony, this is as loony a time as I've ever. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm 43. I, I can't say I've lived through it all, but I—if it gets crazier, I don't know how. 
I don't know. I, I dread, I shudder to think how it could possibly get more lunatic it's, than it, the period we're living through right now. Well, it's got to be UFOs, but that's, I mean, that's what it has to be. That's the only way 2020 <laughs> can get I crazier. Hope. Me too, man. Thank you. Most people really, look at, yeah. I, either, either that, you know, I'm a Christian guy. I mean, if, if this is, if this is revelations, come on, I'm, I'm ready. Bring let's, it. Let's, let's go. go. Let's exactly. Even the fire's fun. burning. Throw the gas on. Let's, let's hurry this thing up. Right. It's, you know. It's like relationships failing. You're like, just break up with me because that's where this is going. Just do it. Let's just get the heartbreak out of the way. Let me drink and cry into a bottle and sit in a tub. <laughs> you know, it's let's just do it. You know, in, in all sincerity, that's <laughs> I don't mean to be serious, but, yeah. but this made me think that uh, this is it, it dovetails with COVID. You know, I do a lot sure. of talking about COVID on the sure. radio show because everybody's afraid of the COVID and I got to yeah. have this damn thing around the office. Yeah. You know, and I wear it because I got it. Yeah. Uh, when I'm in the office, otherwise I don't. Yeah. But I got to do it for around coworkers. And it's all rooted in fear, right? Like I just, I feel like everybody's so afraid of getting sick and I don't, I don't want, nobody wants to get sick. Sure. Who wants to catch a cold or ever get sick? I don't either. I don't want to be around people that are sick, but when you wake up every day and your existence is, I'm just terrified of everything around me and I want to control everything all the time. What a miserable existence. Absolute misery. It's, it's, you're right. It's, you have to embrace it for what it is and let it liberate you. I mean, Alan Watts, the philosopher used to say, he said, being born and living on earth is like jumping off a cliff with a boulder. In your entire life, you're trying to hold on to this boulder. At some point, you must realize, boulder or not, you're still hitting the ground at terminal velocity. Yeah. And when you realize that, you're free. Because there's nothing... You don't have to accept death. You have to realize there's nothing you can do. Jeff Bezos, yes. $200 billion. Hey, man, your cells are going down the same just like mine. Oxidative stress, heart disease, Alzheimer's. We're all go... Oh, you're a billionaire? Yeah, you live on this same little rock with a little bit of atmosphere revolving around a nuclear explosion. It's all just chaos. We're, we're on a unicycle juggling flaming uh, uh, chainsaws. It's true. Yeah. And so you, you, uh, you know, obsessively trying to control everything around you and others around you, I, I just, I don't know why I spend the limited precious time we have doing that. Yeah. But, but you know people like these, and I do too, and we live next door to people like these. Their, their obsession is constantly trying to manage everything around them in the hopes that their existence will be somehow bettered by it. And I, I it's just exhausting to me. You know, keyboard warriors on social media, same types of people. I don't, I don't, I don't have the, and, I, and maybe it's because I'm lucky enough to have a microphone, right? Maybe because I'm on a, two radio shows now two. every day With and I got podcast. the podcast every day. Maybe it's because I'm able to do that, that I can talk this way. Maybe for the frustrated person that can't get it out and feels like they got to, you know, yeah. let it out on somebody. Maybe, maybe it's easy for me to say, but I just, when I go home, the last thing I care about, frankly, I hate saying it this way, is what my neighbor's up to. Yeah, I don't. Let, I don't you know, I, I, good, good for them. Sure. God bless them. Peace sure. be upon them. But I'm not interested in giving care. them a hard time. I don't care. Yeah, it's. No. I don't give a shit what they're doing. God bless. <laughs> right. Like, what did Bill? Hick, do you ever listen to Bill Hicks? He's a comedian that died in '93. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, I discovered him when I was at school in Valdosta, Georgia, and I found out that he was born in Valdosta, Georgia. So, like a moron, I was like, me and Bill are somehow linked. <laughs> and, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I remember he said, like, what business of it is it of yours? And he was actually a heavily Christian guy, contrary to a, a lot. If you listen to him, you wouldn't know. He's a very Christian, died at 33 of pancreatic cancer, but uh, really into psychedelics. And uh, But he had a thing. What what business is it of yours? What I put in my body, who I have sex with, what tattoos I get, or who I married? And if you're having a hard time answering it, let me answer it for you. None. So why don't you take that back? Why don't you take that check to the bank, cash it, and take a vacation the fuck out of my life? <laughs> Uh, I, I'd love it. I'm like, yes, I don't care what you're doing, man. You want to have same-sex marriage and you want to protect your marijuana plants with an AK that's 3D printed from Chinese parts? Go for it. That's it. <laughs> Go for that's it. it. Just, just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Pay your taxes and don't hurt anyone. That's right. Yeah. Just, just leave me out of it. That's yeah. all I've ever asked. Yeah. And I don't... You know, and don't ex and by the way, don't expect me to embrace your thing. Yeah. Like, I I don't. That doesn't mean I have to like what you're doing. No. 
Don't ask me to sanction it or endorse it. I'll leave you alone to do it, but don't don't take it the next step and demand that I now say that yeah. I like it or I'm okay with it. Like it's okay for me to not like what you're doing too, yeah. if you ask me. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know what, what you just did. Your audio got a little choppy there. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I flipped over to my. You're fine. Is this worse, or should I go back to the other thing? Other, whatever you're just doing. Go back to the other other thing? thing. Sorry, I know you're on your fourth show today. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. No, that's all right. Sorry, I'll just take that. How's that then? It's a thousand times better, dude. It's black magic. I don't know. There's no. Some people AirPods it comes through crystal clear. Other times it sounds like they're talking through a pile of mud. I have no idea, but yeah, it's yeah. Just because you have to allow it doesn't mean you have to love it, right? No, that's it. I, and I, I don't. Uh, I'm not. I, I really. I'm not a puritanical guy running yeah. around scolding the world, asking for it to change for me. Uh, I, but but it, we are we are to a point where if you don't lovingly embrace everything that, uh, you know, in 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 the political sense of it, it, it certainly is the American left. I try not to make this a super political show, but I just, I it's right now. If if you dare question how someone died in a police altercation, <laughs> right. You know, you're, you're, you know, you should burn. Your business you, should burn. You should, your dinner should be disrupted while you're sitting yes. outside at a restaurant. It, you, you should. That's be, not yeah. sustainable. That can't work in this country. You should be strung upside down, fed to alligators, and will sell your children into slavery. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's, we're not well. No. We got to get back to some kind of sense uh, sensibility on that front, and I, I guess we will eventually. But I anyway. like to think. I like to think that that's a minority. I tend to not think it's a minority doing that but i try to be positive and go i have a lot of you know i'm more conservative myself but i have a lot of friends siblings who are on the complete opposite side of me but they're all level-headed people they're just as appalled by this stuff as i am and i tend to think that it's uh it's the media putting a a microscope right on it and saying this is what everyone thinks because that's a very powerful tool i mean if you control what everyone thinks is happening right well exactly right yeah cable cable news has just been a cancer uh, yeah to the country i watch every day when i do these shows i watch all three cable news channels uh msnbc fox and cnn i watch them on three screens on mute every morning and it's it's fascinating to watch the three of them and the (laughs) the story that they pick yeah to present as the biggest story of the morning yeah i mean it's it's just it's amazing the theater yeah that's involved being pumped into and you know my job is to consume it all like that's what i do for a living every day i do nothing but consume all this stuff so and i'm not saying i'm special or sophisticated i'm just saying that's my that is my living that's what i do so for someone who actually has a real job and raises a family and does other things that they got to do they got to pick one they've got time for maybe one and maybe 15 minutes of one of those things and so I watch all of that and think to myself, all right, if I'm a guy who's got 15 minutes to try to figure out what's going on in the world every day. Good luck. Um, yeah, that's what, what we're seeing pumped into our room, our, our living rooms or whatever. Um, it's pretty alarming, but it's, that's the, the worldview of some people. Yeah, not only that, not to already be like strapping on my tinfoil hat, but I mean... <laughs> Operation Mockingbird, dude. The sitting CIA director said in the late 50s, William Casey, said when the misinformation program is complete, everything the U.S. public believes will be false because they're embedding all other people. It started in the 50s. It's, complete, it's not a conspiracy. It's completely declassified papers. Operation Mockingbird. Put high-level people, put agency men or women, probably back then it was just men, into all the, all the, all the news stations and just make sure you just kill the stories before they get out. I mean, the idea that that hasn't progressed over the last 75 years is, I mean, yeah. So the, the implication being that stories that ordinarily would be told are not getting told or vice versa, or misinformation is being told? Whatever it is, it's completely controlled. So, yeah, misinformation or you don't, because the, the key is, and what, this is what William Casey said in so many words, is the key is to not outwardly suppressed because that makes people wonder what are you suppressing right pull a story what happened when they put out the roswell briefing and then they took it back everyone's like flying disc and it even if it wasn't we now are all convinced or at least me right with 
this is, is you don't do that. That brings too much attention. So what you do is you embed someone in the actual business as opposed to showing up men in black. You have someone that work that you don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's you. You're an agency man and you work within the company you're a competent journalist you have you're an executive and you guys are you know got a meeting your daily meeting for today's story and you just go i just i'm not feeling this one and you know our numbers are saying this so it's a very organic shutdown mm-hmm. so it's and then yeah you know, one of the i mean one of the great journalists she doesn't so much talk about why or the motives behind it other than it being political which is probably more obvious than what you're saying but uh, Cheryl Atkinson is wonderful. Yeah, uh, she's been from CBS News for a long time, and now she does her own independent journalism. But boy, what she has come up against—I mean, the surveillance that happened while she worked at CBS News. I mean, she, literally, her her work computer at the office and at home, she'd see the mouse moving around at night, and files being clicked on and things Ooh. like. I mean, she tells some. I'm actually in her first book, Stonewalled, which is an amazing book, and she's written three now. She's got another one coming out next month. But what what she tells of of the government surveillance of journalism and and how internal network decisions are made and squashed about what news makes air and what doesn't, it's 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 pretty disheartening. It's it's yeah. I don't think the fourth estate has been alive and well for a long time. It's. No. And but but they were brilliant. They didn't outright just go up and shoot it in the head. They went up and, you know, they just kind of put a knife at the back of their neck. <laughs> well, and then you wonder, you know, and I I, I wonder this all the time. Even you know, I, I people tend to want to, at least on my political side of things, people tend to want to watch Fox and trust everything about Fox. Well, I don't know that you should or could or even can. And I watch all. some things and I see, you know, well, there's we have footage of a U-Haul being emptied, uh, you know, in yeah, these yeah. riots. And here's somebody helping uh, put in bullet, bulletproof vests, and here's some shields and rocks and sticks, and being unloaded in this random U-Haul that was rented. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. How can I know? How can I know if that's real or not? Is that organic? Is just that a one-off? Yeah. Is that, is that just as bad as some CNN shit? Right? It's you know. It, it is only because it builds in you this suspicion that who. It's the same with COVID. It it, it foments this idea that everybody is. We're all sizing one another up, yeah. wondering which team we're on and if we're up to no good. And yeah, it's. I, I think it builds a super paranoia in the culture that I hate it's, for, for all of us. It's yeah, I mean, it it is just as bad, and it's easy to get sucked in because I mean, I've said on here, yeah, I get, I get it, right? I'm white, I'm a Nazi because I like Trump. Oh no, end of the world, right? <laughs> F- fuck me. No, sorry. you're the worst. You're a young white guy with an American flag behind you on a conservative, podcast. born Catholic, heterosexual, white male, an upper middle class who got into med school, as well educated, literate with an American flag who swears. You I mean, stand no, you man. Met- Quit now. You're going to see me on a crucifix in a cul-de-sac someday surrounded by a bunch of Antifa people. No, you need to go get yourself one of those Home Depot tiki torques and just charge the square. <laughs> just right take now. it anyway. You know what? All right, let's do it. No, man. It's, um, it's, yeah, but it's so, but that being said, I, I don't, I, I can't watch Fox because I'm like, this is just, it's the cognitive dissonance of going, oh, well, they like Trump, so this has to be true. I think it's just as slimy as CNN. I mean, it was like a week ago, maybe maybe a little more. Might have been a little less. Might have been since we last talked. But it's, I think Newt Gingrich went on Fox, and he says something about George Soros. And the host goes, we won't talk about that. And then the other lady goes, let's not mention that. And a third lady goes, I don't think we should talk about George Soros. And they all just get... I mean, dude, it looks like something from a, like a, a dystopian movie. Everyone's just quiet, and there's just like the red light beeping. And Gingrich goes, so it's verboten. And they're all just smiling, and it's like, that was the ear. I sent it to some friends. They're like, that was eerie. Yes, I saw that clip. I okay, saw it okay. Away. I actually saw it happen. Okay. And I, saw, and I saw them apologize the next day for it. How even though they didn't creepy was that? How creepy was that? Very creepy. No, it's it is that that that's and unfortunate too i actually know harris faulkner the woman who was you know in the middle of that mm-hmm. she came from kansas city where i come from really nice sweet lady but i mean you know i i don't know like i don't know did somebody did somebody tell them that enough of that knock it off i mean you, maybe you get, probably, that, you get into that industry i don't know i don't think that's absurd at all all those all that money 
why wouldn't someone come and it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be some nefarious you know this is the deep state it might just be someone with deep coffers that's going hey soros donates to my thing and i don't want you to talk about him good or bad it could be All as simple time. as that no this business is you know and i'm i'm really really fortunate to work where i work now i work for salem media group and Shout salem uh, for people that maybe know who their shows are that's hugh hewitt that's mike gallagher dennis prager um sebastian gorka okay larry elder um salem is an independently owned uh conservative christian media company i mean they are that is their bailiwick and their identity and they don't i mean they're very principled they don't i mean like they don't take booze money for instance or okay. gambling money like okay. they don't they don't let it air uh, on stations like this. And I only say all that because I came from my last company, which was called Intercom. And Intercom bought CBS, which is actually why I came to Philadelphia. I worked for CBS. Now, I'll just tell you right now, uh, the company called Intercom is run by uh, a, a radical left-wing whack job named David Field and his wife. They're, they're lunatic left-winger. Yeah. Your, your audio, I think you just muted yourself. You said lunatic left-winger, and then it bleeped. It went out. Sorry about there you that. go. You're back. You're back. They are lunatic left-wingers, and they hate talk radio. They hate that they own talk radio stations. They would love nothing more than to be rid of talk radio. And the talk radio that they do own, they're slowly trying to convert away from the kind of talk that I do. Okay. So you're going to find that you're going to hear a lot of those shows doing less politics and more kind of lifestyle stuff. What's your favorite kind of breakfast meat? Bacon or sausage? Give me a call. That kind of garbage, you know. If What's I, your favorite old movie? If I ever uh, that. Because they don't, they they so hate conservatism and the Rush Limbaugh, if you will, model of talk radio. If they can't sell it off and get rid of it, they're going to kind of force it to conform. destroy it. Yeah. And so when they let me go uh, a couple years ago, it it shocked me, devastated me. I didn't understand why we were doing really well, but now I, with some time and distance. I was expensive, and they absolutely hated what I was doing. Well, you and, also did you apologize for being white? Yeah, right. Well, you should. You, that's well. There's your number one step. You got to apologize, right? But that's a long-winded way to say that yes, corporate media ownership is a thing. It matters, and I would love to tell you that all my colleagues behind microphones are free to speak and say whatever they like. But I'm sure you already understand that's not true. I can tell you certifiably it's not true. Blink twice if there's a rifle pointing at you. <laughs> it's all free, Tommy. It's just, it's like those Vietnam guys where they were Morse coding torture on live TV. Not to make light of that, but you're just like, you know, blinking. Did you see the shadow of the gun? And I'm like, Chris, are you okay? I'm fine. I love it here. <laughs> this, is what, this is what's important about podcasting, I must say, and why I got into it. I'm glad I did. When they sacked me and I didn't know what to do, somebody said, you really should have had a podcast. Uh -huh. And I was always sort of dismissive of it because I like being on the radio. Uh -huh. But what I learned about podcasting is I will never, ever, ever be without one. Yeah. Because the radio is what it is. I mean, it has its place. I hope I'll have a job on the radio, but I may not. Um, and if I don't, that's okay, because this is where it's at. This is where it's going, not that that's a secret. And I don't ever, ever want to be beholden to speaking my piece and saying what I believe and want to an audience and, and worrying about whether the suits in the corner office care or not about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll do it as long as they let me, but if it becomes a problem, like, I just don't want to do it. It's it's soul-crushing. It, yeah. It's like a different kind of death. It's, yeah. I mean, that's why well, I have to. That's why I'm doing it this way, man. Like, I can't, I just can't, yeah, I couldn't have someone say, like, well, why don't we talk about, like, you know, the newest hit series this, or the new Dodge Durango, and I'm like, I want to talk about aliens, and potentially aliens with boob jobs, and they're like, no, let's talk about the new Miley Cyrus, and I'm like, no, aliens, <laughs> like, you know, or so anything else. What do you want to do with this podcast? Like, what do you hope to do with it? Just whatever you feel like doing, or do you have like a, a a thought in mind about where you want to take it? Primary, make enough money to move out. I think that would be. I, I've, I've, to me, it's that is alchemy is to make money doing what you like. I think so few people do it, and I'm finding it's easier to get into med school and go be a doctor than it is to do this. Yes. Make money, move out. I mean, but yeah, in the long term, um, as we talked about last week with mental health, I there's something called MAPS, the multidisciplinary multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies and it's not you know drop acid and go watch the beatles it's it's the therapeutic effect 
of these compounds with psychiatrists in controlled settings walking people through this stuff mdma for soldiers with ptsd uh, lsd for breaking addiction psilocybin for end of life uh kind of terminal peace it's and all these things have ibogaine for uh for breaking heroin addiction i mean it has something like a 95 percent success rate We're like the best like heroin programs have like a five percent success rate it's i mean it really is like the nectar of the gods growing out of the ground but we've we've put it locked away since the 60s because you know turn on tune in drop out they didn't like that that wasn't good for the that wasn't good for the big industry um but it, the guy's been on joe rogan before um uh i think yeah dr rick doblin i think doblin i keep writing it down on my phone so i can try to get him on i keep autocorrecting to goblin so now i'm remembering <laughs> goblin the goblin man rick doblin and um i mean they're doing insane th and this isn't all theory i mean this is guys that have never touched a drug in their life straight shooters you know marines coming back from iraq horrible ptsd and they'll come back and they they'll do a setting with you know their loved ones or their wife or their ex-wife or and then you know friends that fought with them and they, they walk they do this one it's like a day-long session you're on mdma i mean they I mean just call it what it is high as a kite but you go in there and in those sort of expanding consciousness realms you can undo uh, a lot of damage or deal with it uh, timothy leary the turn on tune in drop out guy harvard psychiatrist in the 60s the first time he did mushrooms uh in mexico with richard alpert it's called tianaloctica flesh of the gods that was the one they did these guys were harvard psychiatrists and when they came out of it they noted in their book seven hours of this taught them more than 27 years of therapy it's so to answer your question i would like to use the platform to bring uh more it's helped it has, i've done it four times in my life it's helped with me i want to bring awareness to it and i'd also like to just do the elon musk route the government's not going to get us tomorrow so i'm going to stack my billions and get us there i kind of want to get a massive lump sum of money fund that and before i die know that i left the world better than i found it so can you give me a really really dumb guy version of what you just said the therapeutic Therapeutic is, benefits of psychedelics vastly outweighs anything in existence and on the next century horizon of pharmacological results. But but not that we would be perpetually on psychedelic no, drugs. No, no, no. Hey, one of these okay. things, once, I mean, for addictions, you do it once. For trauma, once a year. Once a and, year. And, and so while in this, under the influence of the drug, you... You can go in and do, basically, you can, quote, do work. You can go in and... Um, rewire your brain. It'd be like, what's, what's the way to put it? It'd be like, um, what if you could only clean your house when it was underwater? Well, if one okay. day a year you could just put on a, a scuba suit, go down there, you could put away all the dishes, do all the laundry, nail in the stuff, change the lights, and come back up. It's going to build up again, but not probably for another year. You can come back up, and, and you just have to sit up here. You don't have to be underwater. So you can right. do work in that realm. So... Uh... That's okay. So this is <laughs> no. I, I just conceptually, it's a big, it's a broad concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, like, is it anything like? I mean, I don't mean to dismiss it and make it sound minimal, but is it anything like uh, hypnosis? In, in I mean, in the concept of you know, if your behavior is such, you can be hypnotized out of it or, or fixed out of it somehow. No, it's. It's, I mean, they show through fMRIs, functional MRIs, where, you know, they look at your brain on a live feed and, you know, they tell you to listen to music and they see that part of the brain light up or whatever. With fMRIs and psilocybin use, psilocybin magic mushrooms, it's called global connectivity. And there's a way that the brain wires, rewires itself and connects with itself in ways that you can't do under any other circumstance. It's, so this is not, this is not behavioral. We're not talking about behaviors like... Um... There's a physical effect, and in that effect you go in, and what I imagine with my limited mind is you make a behavioral change. But the problem is getting to that unlocked area. Like an alcoholic, in theory, under psychotropic drugs would be able to cure his alcoholism? LSD was originally the last step of the AA program, but it was taken out. Really? That's right, and then they replaced it with what? Higher power. What was the higher power? It was an actual higher power it's huh. yeah i did it i did it four times in my life all after my brother passed once before and that's when i realized i didn't want to go to med school and it and that was something that had been bubbling for three years and then i took it and it was just 
I don't want to do this in the three years in each of the three years immediately after my brother's uh, suicide in 2014 I did it and that helped me work more through everything else and the last time was when I realized I was like I like I'm going perpetually downhill I need to move home because I feel that I am at a threat of suicide myself it's a level of clarity that and, and when you say did it you mean you take the drug it you, you congest it and then it are people physically working with you or you're just in this state oh, I did it myself because all this all this it's it's all highly illegal it's more illegal than heroin it's schedule so one drug what, what and what happens while you're high and <sighs> you know what is the sound of one hand clapping it's uh you you mean you just float around high and then when you come no, out of it, you, you, you don't, sober up, you you don't, you're, you're you don't cured of whatever's ailing you? Is that your, is what you're saying? Or? Nope. And that's the misconception is that you just take it and it changes things, like an antibiotic or something. You can take it all you want. If you don't go into it and sort of face the demons, nothing's going to happen. If you want to take it and just go watch a concert, that's fine. Probably have a good time. I've never done that. You can. Are you saying, now this is, the, okay, this is a broad concept. I, I didn't see this coming. Oh, oh you I was, can be, you can be conscious and unconscious simultaneously. You're consciously going into a state of almost unconsciousness. Not unconsciousness. It's I've, well, not you don't have your faculties in your traditional sense. No, no, no. So, you wouldn't want to be driving. You wouldn't want to. I've I've always done it. The first time I did it was with a friend. Every other time after that, I did I did it alone. I set the whole day out for it, and it's um, and there are much more scientific ways to do that right now. Currently, in 2020, going on are the Harvard and John Hopkins psilocybin studies they're doing this it's um so to answer yeah to, to answer your question what do i want to do with this podcast primarily i want to make money and move out and kind of live my life i, I want to talk to people i love talking to people sure, sure long term what is what is the big you know where do i find the fulfillment in it all because you can just make money but ultimately if you're just making money uh, at some point it gets old right as someone that did get into medical school and was wildly interested in this I view it as a, I mean, I think it's, it, I think we will look back at now, just like we look back pre-Joseph Lister before, you know, germ theory, when they would cut open one person, doctor would take the knife, wipe it off on his forearm, get the next person, you know, and, you know, maybe spit on it, clean it off. All right. And then we wonder how come they're all dying from, you know, cause they didn't know what infections were. I think we're gonna, or you know, I don't get it. We we covered him with leeches and we said a prayer and drew a chalk pentagram around him. He's still sick. Well, it might it might be the tumor, right? <laughs> we all wore a mask and yeah. we still got COVID. Exactly. Yeah. I think right. we're gonna be looking back at mental health, and I think what we have right now, Zoloft, Wellbutrin, Prozac, all those. I think they're the right step. They're like a. It's the right step. It's like dipping the knife in water. But what we're learning is is that you got to sanitize it entirely. Well, not saying you have to sanitize your mind, but just that jump in a, in an era, I think. What that, is different then fundamentally between, and, and could you get addicted to that behavior? Because you and I talked about our, our mm -hmm. struggles with alcohol. Why then couldn't I get uh, just as easily, sure. and I've often thought about, sure. if I, I've never done harder drugs than alcohol. Sure. But if, if I ever did, I always thought to myself, oh, I bet I'd love them. Yeah, and that's, I bet I'd love cocaine if I tried it. Oh, I I've always thought that. I've never done so, I'm afraid of those. I've never done it because I think I would love it. I think that's I would. That's my thing. And so I, to, to the, that's sure, my question sure, then. Sure. How, how, how is that not maybe in a problematic way oh, for oh, some it, people? Oh, it definitely is. I mean, yeah. they are not chemically dependent. Not like caffeine where you don't have your coffee and within two hours you got a migraine, you hate everybody, and you're like, just shut up. Like right. that, you know, or alcohol, withdrawal, shaking. There's no yeah. physical dependence. Okay. Now, do you get dependent on the feeling? No less than you'd get dependent on sex or a cheeseburger or not getting out of bed. It's so. Where do you come into that problem? Self self discipline. You know. Interesting. We're okay. we're free to go buy hamburgers. They're not illegal. You know. It's not yet. Not yet. If you get fat, it, you know it's on you. You can't sue them. So yeah, would you get addicted to this state? Uh, I think yeah. I think you could easily. But I mean, it's just. What are you going in for? Are you going in for a good time or are you going in to get rid of this pain that's eating your mind alive? You know, sexual trauma growing up, addiction, losing a sibling. It's, and you, yeah, again, anyone listening may be like, how the hell does this podcast have anything to do with that? Elon is using the, the profits from Tesla to go to Mars. Tesla has nothing to do with Mars, it's the profits. What I want to do is build this into a platform and I want to get money from it. 
and ultimately use that to sort of hand it off to someone much smarter than I, actual pharmacologists, anesthesiologists, people that design this stuff. Give them the money to do the funding where all the doctors are. I don't want to do it. I'm too stupid. That's amazing. That's a hell of a goal. It's an insane that's, goal. Yeah, it's yeah. a multifaceted goal. That's uh, most people don't have a multi-tiered, multi-dimensional goal like that. That's really impressive. And it sounds great, and it's you know it's going to make me sound like a much better person than I am. To me, it's more so like I have found, and I know we're going way over. I told you I'd let you go at thirty. Um, that's right. Is what I've found is that as much as I love achieving a goal, there's really nothing better than working towards the goal. Because when you achieve it, you're kind of empty, right? Yep. So like this, this podcast, this is episode 196. To date, it has made a whopping uh, $9 from uh, Anchor. The, 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 so uh, shout out, got those pennies, you know, get at me. But um, to this date, yeah, it hasn't made. So what will be the big thing? It'll make money and I'll move out of my parents' house, right? I'm 30 years old and I'm above their garage right now. Well, so I get my own apartment and, wow, what if I get a girlfriend? And then what's the next step after that? Maybe I get a sick ride. What if I... Eventually, you could scale it all the way up to a Joe Rogan, hundred million. I got a Ferrari, but at some point, you got the thing, and then it's just empty. So to me, I'm choosing to to really kind of cause a renaissance in mental health. It's it's just crazy enough that it might be able to be done, but in all likelihood, I won't see it before I die. So I'll always be able to work towards this one goal and never never beat it. It's lovely. I I love it. I, I wish I wish I had something that that big to think about. I don't. I mean, it, it makes me now consider I ought to find something bigger to think about. But because I really don't. But, I don't have something that big I think about. Well, the I don't imagine achieving some something. Yeah. That's, well, to me, you know, it's not. It's not some like I'm going to do this great thing. I look at losing a sibling to suicide and just the inexplicable feeling of pain on my family. And myself yes. and how now six years six and a half years later i feel like i'm just now you know it's almost like one of those like big punching bags you knock it over and it wobbles and it comes back up it's been six and a half years and i'm just now like all right i got it you know it's like rocky like i didn't hear no bell right <laughs> that's, that's how i feel <laughs> but for the last six and a half years i've been like kill me now yeah so it's not that it's coming from some idyllic i want to make the world better it's it's more so like it's something I'm very passionate about and I don't ever I don't want as few people as possible to experience that if it hadn't happened to me I'll be honest I probably wouldn't give a shit my goal would be I want to make money right I want a gold Ferrari but because of this it's like it's um you know whenever we you know go rent a lake house I remember growing up my dad would always be like leave it better than you found it like clean your rooms like do every you know or I'm, I'm gonna crack you it's leave it better than you found it and to me it's like no matter what happens in this world god or no god afterlife or not whether we create a good society or we burn it all down screaming you know i hate trump or send nuclear weapons whatever the answer is like in my little corner of the world like i can't create utopia i can't give drinking water to everyone i can't get us to a different planet you know like I don't have socks on right now, but I have shoes. Like you know, I'm 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 hanging in there. I got yeah. I got duct tape on my brain. It's um, but I do have that one little circle. I feel like I'm with my own experiences and losing someone with my own experiences, having somewhat of a grasp of biology. Didn't go to medical school, but got in. And my own experiences with depression, and then also seeing how much these things helped me in just four occasions, four afternoons in my whole life. I feel like. I got to try to put the pieces together and at least make that an option for like future generations, right? I don't, I feel like that's like an obligation of mine. It's, again, sounds great. Sounds romantic and idyllic. No, look, I, I, uh, it's, uh, it's something bigger than yourself. And uh, that's always good. You know, when when you're able to look outside yourself and you want to put your energies into something that's bigger than yourself, I I, I think that we should all want for that. I, that's probably the problem for most of us is that we're all far too self-involved. 
Yeah. I mean, you have a goal that's beyond your own enrichment. Yeah. I think that's that's wonderful. That's remarkable. Thank you. I mean, there's still a lot of ego in it. There's like, I want my podcast to big, get big. I want to make money so I can buy an 8K TV to play video games on. Like, there's yeah. still a lot of, like, shitty ego. Like, I'm going to do it just so everyone can say that I, I... They can't say I didn't do it. But I'm... I look at that as, like... I just... I, I want it to be... Because if I can do something like that, even if it's just push the domino in the direction, to me, my brother's suicide won't be in vain. It'll be like, okay, it was for something, right? It's something happens someone you know it's you can't watch you can't watch america fall to censorship because then it's like what about all those guys that stormed omaha beach on right. d-day right and it's like what what, what are, so is that for nothing right and it's so you got speaking of free speech that's why i wear my winnie the pooh shirt now so it's a shout out to xi jinping because they banned it in china so it's just the little things right my great uncle stormed the beaches of omaha i've got a winnie the pooh shirt on pick your battles it's, so it's I'll take down the CCP and do mental health, right? It's, it's but yet he's got to choose your little corner and make it a little better, right? It, that's that's it. So for, for you, man, it would be whatever. It would be you just choose whatever is important to you and just try to get that better, just a little bit. Well, I, you know, uh, most of my young life, I have spent doing nothing but pursuing my career, and I achieved. I felt. Uh, at a pretty high level i didn't you know i wouldn't say i got to the pinnacle of where i wanted to be but pretty darn close and i'm content with that but you know when it's when it's here's what's challenging and here's what i have found men do this particularly you identify with your work you identify with what you do it's all consuming it's it's your identity it's who you are when you walk into a room what do you do it's like that's the thing you wear on the you know Mm -hmm. name tag yeah Hi, I'm Chris. I host a radio show. Yeah, uh, it's it's taken me years and many fits and starts in this business to learn that that's not who I am. Yeah, uh, and for me, it's my Christian faith that I've worked a lot on in the last several years to realize that this is so fallible and so short lived and can be taken from me, and it's fickle. And clients come and go, and listeners come and go, and maybe I'll lose my voice someday, God forbid, or maybe I'll get sick, or I don't know. I, I just I had for so long my entire identity wrapped up in the fact that I was a radio personality. Uh, and then when that's taken from you and you don't have that anymore, you, you talk about de- depression, you talk about slipping, you, you know, and when I was really drinking, uh, I, I, I stopped drinking just before I got blown out of my old gig. And had I not, now for me, I believe it's spiritual. I, I believe I had a, a genuine Christian intervention Mm -hmm. i i believe christ came into my heart and said it's time to fix yourself and i think i did so and i think i did it in just the nick of time or i would i'm not kidding i think i might be dead yeah and not from suicide but just from the fact i drank at that clip and i was about to head into a really miserable period on the other side of it i've come out thinking to myself well it's not all that damned important I, i i still love doing this i'm privileged and blessed that i get to do it but if you told me i can't do it tomorrow it's not now it's not the end of the world it's yeah. not who i am anymore i'm yeah. a father and i'm a husband and i'm a friend and a son and uh i'd like to just be a better person and listener yeah. in general and and i feel like that's that's what i'm working toward i guess yeah no, but you're right it's it's almost like the i mean it's i think it's from the bible it might be christ but i'm not in this world uh, or i'm not of this world i'm in this world that might have been buddha well, yeah, it's a wonderful. I forget to be be in it, but not of it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I heard a pastor say that recently. Be in it, be in it not of it. I, I, I've been trying to sort through as I talk about this just kind of dark, awful place the country seems to find itself in. How not to get mired in it, and caught up in it, and identify with it. And yeah, be in it, participate in it in terms of the dialogue and have your say about it, but don't be of it. Don't let it consume you, and no. don't let it be your identity. No, I I don't I don't want this to be. Well, it's like I said, trying to control everything around you, thinking about nothing but COVID and are people behaving and, yeah. you know, the riots in the streets and cable news. I, I go radio silent on my weekends now. I completely detach from all of it. I, I ignore to. it all like the world's not even happening. You got it. Uh, for two solid days. And I'm about to go to do it. In fact, that's what I'm going to do right after this is completely unplug. Hell yeah. And if, if I didn't, I, I don't. And if I didn't and I was drinking the way I was. <laughs> 
Tommy, I, I honest to God, I don't think I'd be alive right now. Hey, I really man. don't. Dude, I don't think if I, I don't think if I had, you know, come home, I don't think I'd be alive, man. Suicide yeah. or just, you know, whatever the hell I was doing. It's, yeah. look, yeah, man. Um, it's, it's mental health. I mean, I do. I meditate every morning. It's, you know, I grew yeah. up. I went to a private Catholic school for twelve years. Kind of became an atheist from like eighteen to probably like twenty six. Mm-hmm. the those psychedelic experience they kind of open back up the door to where you're like this is what you feel in there is i mean that is that is god the overwhelming love yeah. and not high like drunk i love you guys i mean just the clear-headed you're like wow i have running water my parents are alive i have my yeah. limbs it's just love and then yes. reading i had him on last week or two weeks ago dr evan alexander who wrote the book Proof of Heaven, Harvard neurosurgeon who fell into a coma in 2010, down wow. for seven days, one in 10 million chance of living, and he lived, but he has perfect recollection of, he said his recollection of that is better than any recollection of his real life. And he describes wow. going to heaven, like the stages of heaven. And Amazing. that sounds exactly like deep meditation as well as psychedelic experience. So point of me wrapping around all of this is like, I have had those experiences that I can't explain to anyone, that I can't possibly justify or prove to anyone, but I've seen them, and it's like it has really confirmed, like, I think this is just, I don't think this is all there is. I think this is a very temporary, I think we're putting on the, I think we're putting on the mask and we're, you know, the old, it's like a, I think it's like a Hindu idea called Leela. They call life Leela, which means the play. Right now, we've all got our masks on and no one breaks character. No yes. one, because you got it, you know, it's role play. No one breaks character. Not Bin Laden, not Hitler, not Gandhi, not Jesus. No one breaks character. But when you die, you go into the green room and everyone yeah. takes their mask off and they're like, great performance, dude. And why are we doing that? It's We're playing. And I really do think that, that we're playing and or we're learning. And that right now, as real as it is, as real as the pain of losing a sibling, as real as, you know, the realization that Christ comes in your heart and you need to stop drinking or I'm not going to be alive as real as those are it's like a very scary movie it's real but you know every once in a while you feel feel the movie theater seats and you're like i'm in a movie you know get sucked in get crazy you know it's it's an experience right but then you gotta go to the bathroom because you drank a massive diet coke and you're you know you're out there and it's just elevator music and the old lady checking tickets and you're like oh i'm not actually getting haunted by some 16th century (laughs) witch and then you go back in and you get the shit scared out of you but why it's because it's it's a game or you know whatever you're learning it's, and it's it's funny how much of it you think you control yeah you, yeah you, you can convince yourself that if only i do x y or z i'll be able to control just around the corner particular outcome or that yeah. just around the corner you almost got it it's just yeah. right there if, if only oh, if i can only. do this i mean that's boy i've worked if there's anything i've worked harder on in the last year it's to stop saying the just, equation, if only I X, then more. Y will happen. Just that's, one more. If I can just, it's yeah. it's that's a Richard Alpert Ramdas who died at died last year. He was Timothy Leary's friend. He was one of the Harvard psychiatrists that got fired for doing the LSD experiments. Changed his name. He was he was like a hustler. He was saving money. Had a, he had his own private plane. You know, sleeping with women. It's all about who's like rubbing shoulders with who. It really was just the rat race and then one day he took psilocybin and uh changed his life and he uh got fired from harvard quit his job grew his hair out went to the himalayas and like worked with like gurus for like 10 years changed his name to ramdas and uh ended up putting the rest of his life towards like uh he wasn't a doctor but put the rest of his life towards um getting cheap um what not not cure blind what is it when cataracts like like laser surgery cataract removal yeah, or well, uh, for, LASIK is like, uh, no, but not cataracts. But yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It was before that. It was some. It was some surgical thing you could do and basically greatly increase someone's vision. But he he did something like gave back vision to two point three million farmers in India, poorest wow. of the poor, because he was just like, I need to do something. This is a guy that had private plane. You can see pictures of him at Harvard. He's you know he's got the tumbler of whiskey with the hot secretary. He's got his like Mercedes Benz and he's just you know cigar just balling out right. Yeah, and he went and just he because he did psilocybin and he just went and walked amongst the earth and was like I just need to change everything for the better and he still had his flaws I don't remember where I was going with that but but sorry that's what he that's one thing he always talks about doesn't it seem like it's just when I'll be happy when 
if I can just, it's always just right there. And he's like, and let me yes. tell you, this is last year or two years ago. He's like, let me tell you, 91 years old, it's not around the corner. It ain't there. <laughs> because if it's not now, baby, that's the thing that's a quote. If it ain't now, baby, when is it? Yep. <laughs> he's just, it's not, it's not, by all means, planned for the future, but it, in quotations, it, it's not there. Yeah, and the number of times you've worried about outcomes, and it's like the outcome is coming. It's coming. Like there's no the thing there's no is here. The outcome. It's just coming. Yeah, it's just around. It's like if you just if you just allow an outcome to happen, I, that's you know the 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 piece of my faith is trying to you know again not being reckless and irresponsible, yeah. but the piece to understand that it's it's just gonna come, and you can do your best. But uh, sitting around lamenting it and worrying about it, hoping you can control it through worry. I mean, that's scriptural, you know, worrying mm-hmm. about it. You can't, you just, you can't control it. Yeah, no. It's... And uh, boy, it's freeing if you can really buy in. If you really earnestly believe, I don't control this, but I believe the best is coming. It's a, it's very freeing, but boy, is it hard, which is why we all drink. It's, 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 well, then you have psychos like you and me who try not to drink and still try to ride the wave of this insanity. Oh, man. I honest to God, I, that's all. It's the only reason I drank as hard as I did. I, yeah. I, I, I really couldn't stand the reality. Gets rid of the of life generally and socially awkward and all of those things. So I just pounded myself into oblivion so I didn't have to deal with it. Yep. Anxiety's gone. Fear's gone. Yeah. Okay with everybody. It's, yeah, right. yeah. Hey, man. It's and yeah, yeah. and like we've said before, and 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 I'm, it's not some idyllic. And I freed myself of that demon. Dude, I work at a liquor store. Every day I'm there. I'm like, man. I'd love to pound this bottle and go drink it with my friends screaming and fuck it all, yeah. burn down the city tonight. No, but I'm going to wake up tomorrow and feel 10 times worse. Man, I am so proud of you uh, for being 30 and doing it. I didn't, you know, I didn't achieve it until well, 2019. So what was that just a year, two years ago? Not quite a year and a half ago. So I was in my 40s. So I, I feel like I, I, I mean, I drank and drank hard through all my 30s. Yeah. I envy you for saving yourself, sparing yourself the 30s. Hey, man, it's, it's. Who cares? I had a damn good run in yeah. my thirties. I had a hey, lot man. of fun. I had a good, I had a good time. Yeah, for like four years, I had a good time. But I mean, I was burning that thing at both ends. I've, we're at fifty-six minutes. I'm gonna can I keep you to a clean sixty, and then we'll cut it off. Happily, sure. Three and a half more minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's that minds, and that's why I meditate every day. Is I would say, I would say, I went from like hardcore Catholic growing up to hardcore atheist to right now. I think I'm at a very like. I'm at like an optimistic agnostic. I think that's how I would describe myself. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I would like to think I'm a scientist in the loosest form of the term, having, you know, a biology degree, like at least know how to like kind of look at data. Like I did undergraduate research in toxicology and some general ideas. I think the idea of of saying definitively that there is no God or no afterlife is just as absurd of the definitiveness of saying, you know exactly what's going to happen. It's, I think it's, so I choose to go, it's one going to be one or the other, with meditative experiences, with psychedelic experiences, and then talking to Evan Alexander, the Harvard neurosurgeon, who's not a moron like me, and have him say it with just complete certainty, just, it's a matter of fact, it's a statement of fact. Meditating on those ideas every morning, yeah, it, if I don't meditate, I get, I get caught in it, or I get caught being of it, not in it. When I meditate, it's almost like, Meditating is like the bathroom break with the Diet Coke. It's, I'm like, it's just life. It's maybe it's, maybe it's thermonuclear war today. Maybe I meet my wife. Maybe I find a dollar. It's one or the other, right? It's, but it's just, I step out of it and I go, this is just a game. We're just playing. It's real. Be nice. Be loving. But come on. It's, it's, you can't win. You can't hear me? You can't hear me? I can hear you now. There you go. I lost that last book. I, I wanted to tell you, sure. um, because the minute you described yourself, I, I did one of my favorite interviews of this year with someone that I think you should try to have on if you can, or at least read Mike Schellenberger, Michael Schellenberger, okay. S-H-E-L-L-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. Michael Schellenberger. Okay. His uh, latest book is called Apocalypse Never. Okay. And it was the greatest interview i ever did with a guy out of i think southern california berkeley maybe who is he he came up in a home um his dad was a a preacher 
and then he went to college and became much like you, hardcore atheist, hardcore into yeah. science and environmental science, and and now is finding his kind of finding his way back. Mm -hmm. He he bought in so hard on environmental science science that it it became almost in its own way a religion, frightening for cultish to him. Yeah, and so now he's pivoting back. We had this wonderful conversation about his book where he actually writes about this, okay. the environment and his relationship with his faith, and I think you'd love it, I actually. Would, I would absolutely love it. I, w I will. We're at 59 minutes. I won't keep you, I won't keep you over. Um, we should... Uh... Well, it was an honor to be invited, honestly. Hey, I, I don't know Thanks why you thought Thanks for doing it. Thank you for asking me. Hey, dude, this is your badass guest. Thanks for coming on, man. Some people are so buttoned up. I'm like, dude, just let it... We're talking about UFOs. I'm wearing a Winnie the Pooh shirt. Like, relax. Like, come on. Come on now. Like, Remember, this is just a game. It's just relaxing. Yeah. So um, what's today's date? The 25th, September 25th. So hopefully in the future we can look back at this date and be like, yeah, things started to get better around then. This is the – yeah, and this is the day. Someday I'll be able to hear about uh, people going through uh, some sort of uh, psychological therapeutics and think I was part of that, episode 196 or whatever you said I was. Yeah, what episode yeah, 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 you are. Right. Yeah, or you're gonna be like man killed wearing Winnie the Pooh shirt by Chinese <laughs> by Chinese nationalists, and there's just gonna be a picture of me on the headlines bleeding from the head at work. There was just a drive by from some guys wearing the CCP flag. Either or, man, it's gonna be in the news. <laughs> well, good luck to you, man. Sincerely, good luck. Thanks. I hope I wish you all the very best. You thank seem like a, a very very kind guy and a nice guy you, with a, a great heart. So thank, thank you, you for your time. I well, wish you thank all you. the best. Thank you and. Uh, yeah, man, if you ever need to get away from the serious shows and want to come on here and just let your hair down, door's open. You got my number right, my buddy. email. Thank you, sir. God bless you. You too. See you, Tommy. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Have a good weekend.